Hello, and welcome to another episode of Carry On Up The Misses. I'm Christopher, and this is The Misses. Hi, I'm Fiona. Thank you for downloading our podcast. I hope you enjoy it. So, uh, <laughs> we have been further testing our endurance levels uh, by watching some more episodes of Carry On Laughing. <laughs> Or not. Or not, indeed. No, no, I do recall laughing actually out loud to this. I think you did. This is uh, Carry On Laughing Series 2, Episode 2, The Case of the Screaming Winkles. Another Lord Peter Peter Flimsy uh, mystery. What did you think, Fiona? Well, there were some, only a few, but there were some actual genuinely funny bits. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, we had some of the good crowd. We had Butterworth. We had Kenneth Corner. We had Jim Dale. Not Jim Dale. Jack Douglas. Jack Douglas. He was a good, good. Yeah, I like him now, especially when he's more than just sweet. Um, oh, bit uh, And we had Joan. Ah, Joan, yes. Bit of a waste of Joan. We say that every time. Every time Joan is not a lead character. No, I, I Joan quite Joan like is. Joan in this, as she did a cracking scene of. She sells seashells. It wasn't that, but yeah, well, the, the, the alliterative yes. uh, scene, yeah. Um, and I think that was actually no, I didn't actually write that down as one of the things I laughed at. But when he said, mm. "Can you say that again?" and he, she just went, "No." no. <laughs> um, so I don't think it was a waste of Joan. Um, we didn't have obviously there, there wasn't a said. Sid, um, Babs, or Kenny. Well, Jenny, Charles Hawtrey. Well, Charles, we've given up on him, haven't we? <laughs> um, no Bernard Breslau either. No, no, he's mm-hmm. missed. But it's quite interesting having Butterworth and Kenneth Connor in the same one, because they're often either or with characters, aren't they? Like, you either get one or the other. Yeah, but they now seem to have settled into... Kenneth Connor seems to be the... They're both, they both play older people. Yeah. And Kenneth Connor is the sort of more normal older person, and Butterworth is the eccentric older person. Yeah, that's true. It would seem to be. In this case, Connor obviously is still Punter, the butler, and uh, Peter Butterworth is uh, was it the Admiral Admiral Clanger. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, good good choice of people, good characters, and obviously it's very traditionally whodunit characters. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the others were good. I didn't know who they were. Well, we go through the characters then quickly. Yeah. Uh, Jack Douglas is Lord Peter, Lord yeah. Peter Flimsy. He, well, it was the same characters last time. Mm-hmm. I loved them uh, As you say, I quite like Jack Douglas being a bit straight. He, as a straight. He was yeah. not totally straight, but no. he's not. He's not out there. Um, Kenneth Connor as punter. Good. He, I think he's actually very good in this kind of part. Well, uh, when he, when he does the sort of. Maybe that's true, or maybe, or maybe not. not. Yeah, quite well, yeah. Uh, Joan Sims as uh, Mrs. McFruit, was it? Mrs. McFruit, the uh, owner or the manager, anyway, of the hotel. Yes, no, I liked her. With I an accent she... that ranged all round the, well, uh, I, the British I, Isles. Until they called her McFruit, I didn't realise she was meant to be Scottish. <laughs> well, I got she was meant to be Scottish initially, and then she almost immediately went into her own accent. And then, during the alliteration scene, she went through Scotland, Ireland, and Wales. And a bit of India thrown in. Yes. Um, <laughs> bless her. Mm-hmm. Who's next? Uh, David Lodge as Inspector Bungler. I'm, I, same as before, I didn't really take to him. Okay. Uh, Butterworth, yes, is Admiral yes. Clanger. He was very, very good. good. Well, a bit you didn't laugh at was at the end, when they were in the haunted house, 
and he was pushed over the um, gust of wind. Mm. Uh, he described it as a Force 9 gale up my rudder. <laughs> it was kind of covered over with laughter yeah. and stuff, but I thought I'd collect him. Uh, Norman Chapel as, uh, what's this guy? Potter, Potter the Porter and later the Winkle, Winkle Salesman. Man. He was fine. Yeah, was, okay. better than he's been in the last couple, I have to say. Uh, newcomer Sherry Hewson as um, Millie, later turned out to be Mangalore Lulu. Do you think she looks like a young Maggie Smith? Uh, yes, she does look like a young Maggie Smith. Do you recognise her? She is properly famous in this day and age. I'm she is I'm on right. Loose Women. No, I don't watch Loose Women. I know. I, I, yeah, I don't think you watch any of these <laughs> things. She's also in Benidorm. And she's yeah. also in Coronation Street for a long time as uh, Maureen Holdsworth, Edge Holdsworth's wife. That's probably what I know her mm-hmm. from. Yeah. Uh, Melvin Hayes became a big star later on as Char Waller Charlie. Well, he didn't have much to say. It was more of a caricature. Mm-hmm. Um, he was probably a bit too caricatures yes. of Scottish. Why did he have his spotted round his chest? I don't know. <laughs> And um, they were making a bit of a case for Scottish independence here, I think. I thought <laughs> between I, him I, and Joe and the accent. I think we're we're verging on the racist here. Because <laughs> he turned out to actually be Indian, so. Well, not that, that. Because he was, of course, the what is it, the Mysore chopper? I know, but you find, you still find that funny. Mysore chopper is loose. What have you been doing? <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, I think it's racist because it's 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 the Scottish version of blacking up. <laughs> what the the ginger beard and the big uh, the Jimmy hat, the Jimmy hat, yeah. and the giant sporran around his chest. Ah, uh, we can take it. Can we? Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm not one of you. Yes, that's right. the The legendary Marianne Stone. She uh, was good. Her biggest part yet, I think. I know. Madame Petra. She she was very good. I liked her. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Carlin as Major Meredith. He was the one who. Uh, Died at the almost at the outset. Yeah, like, there wasn't enough to go on. But at least he wasn't outrageously camp and gay, like he has been in the previous. Oh, ones. is that like, that yeah. one? Okay, yeah. And Michael Nightingale was Colonel Postwick. He only had a couple of lines, but he has been in a lot of Carry On films, having a couple of lines. No, I didn't. Okay. Uh, will we talk about laughs? Laughs. So the first one I noted down was um, when Kenneth Connor was telling. Kenneth Connor's character. Yay. Jack Douglas's um, character. Lord, were, Peter, Lord Peter Flimsy. I like <laughs> saying Lord Peter Flimsy. I like saying, although it's difficult, Lord Peter Flimsy. Um, reading the telegrams and Peter Flimsy says, clanger, clanger, now that rings a bell. And <laughs> Kenneth Connor goes, yes, it does rather. <laughs> so that's funny. Um <laughs> Well, that's funny. Um, and then, then the inspector guy, Inspector Bungler, um, was talking to Joan mm-hmm. about when the Winkles got poisoned, mm-hmm. and he said, and something like, it was injected with arsenic in the interregnum. Interregnum, and she went, "Where on the Winkle is that?" <laughs> hey, the old ones are the best. Yeah. Oh, to be, to be frank with you. The only time I ever hear anybody saying interregnum is in relation to the period of English history um, when between King Charles I and King Charles II. I never actually hear it being used as a period between two other things. But yes, it worked as a joke. Okay. Tumbleweed, um, moving on. So the the next one was when Jock here, Clanger, 
No. No. What's his name? Uh, Chopper. Charlie, the, the Mysore Chopper. Mysore Chopper. Um, when he was uh, saying he was looking for mice in the Admiral's bedroom. Mm-hmm. And there's just the three of them, like Kenneth Connor trying to translate. Um, well, moose, moose, mouse, mice. Mouse, mice. Mm-hmm. Mice, meese. <laughs> I think I think Lord Flimsy said meese in the end, but mm-hmm. that made me giggle. And um, and then when they were retelling the tale of my saw chopper in <laughs> Bangalore or wherever it was, um, and the end when he when someone gave her arsenic, mm-hmm. and you and you yes. realised they meant they cut her bottom. Yes, in several places. In several places. They kind of doubled that joke up, because as well as he gave her arsenic, oh, in several places, Bombay, Calcutta, yeah. and all that. So I, I, that was quite, quite well quite, done. Quite, quite funny, yeah. I think you also laughed when they were reading the um, reading the writing on the uh, skirting board of the toilet that said, what are you doing down here? Yes. So we might be bordering on the enough laughs to make it worthwhile. Well, it was four laughs. I counted four laughs and you've made an extra one. That's nearly enough for a whole film. I know. Which is good because we've got two more to, episodes to watch, so keep Let's... those laughs on. <laughs> they might have Let's to hope do they them. continue, hey. Now, I hope what... we don't have two more of the whodunits because you do need a bit of a mix. Yeah, well, it's always been a mix before, hasn't it? No, well, it's living hope. Yes. Um, now, interestingly, something I noticed that you've noticed before in the films and in this one... At one point, well, throughout really, a lot of the action took place in where? What small room? Wait, the toilet. No. Yes, and they still did not say they still did not <laughs> use the word toilet. <laughs> toilet. It was a loo. It was a WC. It was a convenience. It was a <laughs> but it was never mentioned. Say it was a toilet. It's isn't this interesting how they just won't use the word toilet. Let's hope that that bit of interest will keep us going through the next one. Do you want to know about TV scheduling? Go on. Are we so, still Kojak and Lulu? No, no, because remember, we've moved to Sunday nights now in November. Okay. We're now in November, uh, and our Sunday night, uh, 25 past 7 ITV, on BBC One is Paul Dark. Oh, remember? that would have got my vote. Uh, Ross helps an important friend, which I think is the bit when he gets somebody out of prison who later turns out to be important to him. Anyway, uh, and on BBC Two, uh, sorry, I've got that wrong. That's next week's. This week's episode was uh, Demelza. Demelza gives birth to a daughter, but the christening party is a disaster. Yeah, isn't that the girl that dies later? Does she die later? Yeah. I might have forgotten that, sorry. Uh, And BBC Two, The Explorers, Captain Cook. What did Captain Cook discover? America. Cook Islands. Yes, which are not on the way to America. They're on the way to... India? Australia? Australia! I knew you knew it. You were just kidding us on, weren't you? Columbus did America, didn't he? Well, we'll find out when he becomes one of the explorers in a couple of weeks' time. (laughs) All right, then. So, shall we push on to the next episode? (laughs) Do you want to look up divorce rates for couples forced to watch Carry On Laughing? Oh. I know by watching the carry on laughing is is the the uh, pop quiz that I seem to be pop under quiz. showing my ignorance of explorers throughout the age. 
Carrying I didn't sign up for that. Our new podcast, Carrying Up the Explorers. No, we've got a Columbus coming. I, I definitely remember that. <laughs> well, hanging out for well, that is probably the only film left. Then watch out for this. We will have an in-depth discussion of Explorers during the uh, during our podcast on, on Columbus. If indeed your memory is correct, which it may not be. There is a Columbus. Okay. I'm not telling you. You don't have to. Okay. I know. All right, then. Go pick many a bean. Go pick many a bean. Shall we go watch another episode of Carry On Laughing? The tension yeah. is rising. <laughs> Join us again. We're back with another episode of the shit series. <laughs> um, what's this one called? And in my lady's chamber. And in my lady's chamber, which was based on a posh people getting drunk. I think upstairs, downstairs is what it was based on. Oh yeah, because they were the non-posh seventy people. Yes. So um, we we have Babs. Babs is back. Babs yes. and Butterworth, not Butterworth. Uh, Bernard Breslau. Bernard Breslau. Mm-hmm. Wasted. Virtually none of Bernard Breslau. Uh, yeah, he was barely in it at all, was he? Um, but it was nice to see them. Mm-hmm. And obviously we had Joe, we had Kenneth Connor, we had Jack, uh, Douglas. Jack Douglas. We didn't have Butterworth. Yeah, we did have Butterworth. Butterworth was Oh, of course, yes. But but Kenneth Connor was the old eccentric yes, this time after round. saying that's what they do. Yeah. Although, oddly, he was a Harry Bulger, Bulger Plunger. <laughs> uh, Bulgy. <laughs> good name. Um, who was the master of the house? Peter Butterworth was. I uh, was just was called Willie's Silas friend. here. Yeah, Captain Silas, somebody or other. But I thought when he first came in that oh, there's a story here because he was basically not very nice. I thought he was going to have been taking the the son for a ride. Yeah. If you like, because he was getting the five quid for the taxi. Well, I think he was just a gold that. digger. So when he copped off with the sister, that oh, was oh, that plan. was it. That he moved on. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yes. The, the 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 vague story was that Sahari Bulger Plunger's son, uh, Willie Bulger Plunger, Willie Bulger Plunger, well, I never thought Willie Bulger Plunger, um, returned from the Amazon, um, and uh, at the same time. Uh, the Baroness Lottie von Titzenhausen. Titzenhausen. Which you enjoyed it almost as much as Kenneth Goddard's character did. Titzenhausen. <laughs> um, yes, moved in next door and um, basically they all copped off, with, copped each off other. with each other. Uh, on top of which it became clear that if Baroness von Titzenhausen was going to move in, she was going to shake, up shake things up. So that meant that the servants... Who were the, getting away with blue murder and uh-huh. eating and drinking what they wanted. and Yes, in the persons of Jack Douglas as Mr. Clodson and Joan Sims as Mrs. Breaches and Bernard Breslau as Starkers, the footmen. Um, so they ha- they were then plotting to try and uh, get all this to, to, to not happen or to... So they, they kind of um, spiked the drinks... Got everyone really drunk. Yes. And then I think we're going to have to start with the highlight, which was the longest scene at the end with absolutely no talking. Mm-hmm. One and take. Could only have been one take. That's true. Yeah. Um, looking down a corridor, watching all these people get increasingly drunker as they tried, they wandered in and out of each other's Those rooms, rooms. Mm-hmm. all trying to cop off with each other, mm-hmm. or 
Um, well, also under the influence of the sleeping draft. Yes, but also, um, well, Joan and Jack Douglas were trying to get the wrong people into the wrong beds to, as a stitch-up yes. to, to not get there. But that was an amazing scene. Yes, I, I, now, I was watching, I was thinking, this is really good, but I'm not sure how good it really was, because I think there was plenty of opportunity for people to be queuing in other people mm-hmm. in terms of okay, there could have been monitors in the in the various. Oh no, it didn't mean that. This was, I just say one take. They all were funny at being drunk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I particularly enjoyed Kenneth Connor and Peter Butterworth. Butterworth. Uh, and Peter Butterworth's way of of not being able to walk a straight line, so he kind of curved his way round, <laughs> and then he kind of did a salute to try and straighten himself up again. Yes, when he got, got to the door. door yeah. Yeah, um, so yes, he was very good. They were all very good at being drunk, and that was quite funny for you know someone who doesn't like slapstick. Of course, it was quite funny. Mm-hmm. Um, other laughs I enjoyed mm-hmm. started well with Kenneth Carla um, trying to get the the hand handmaid the lady's maid's bottom. Yes, I think this was Lily played by Carol Hawkins, and he reached forward and then just fell off the chair. Yes, that was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when she was retelling it to Joan, she said, if he did catch you, he wouldn't know what to do with you. And that was funny. <laughs> I didn't know it was that bit. Yeah. All right, OK. Um, and then, well, we also have to um, mention that during the story of saying that Willie was in the Amazon... Everybody, Everybody thought that he was. Everybody kept to say, it was in St Albans! Yay! Yeah, which this is where Fiona comes from. So all the St Albans jokes were a little more enjoyable for me. Mm-hmm. Like, um, what was he doing there? What was he doing in the Amazon? He, he was looking for rare minerals and ores. Yes, you could have found more of them in St Albans. Because they're full of whores. <laughs> Do you want to spell it out? Yeah. Is St Albans full of whores? I wouldn't know. Well, you live there. Yeah, but I didn't go seeking whores. Well, you would know if there was like, I don't, I don't believe that there's. I don't believe there are actual whores, as in prostitutes, in St Albans. Is there a red light district in St Albans? No, but I'm sure there are people who work in that profession. There are in every town. Oh, are there? Yeah. Even in St Albans? (laughs) Yeah. Gosh. Okay. Okay. I'm shocked. I'm sure even in, like... Littlehampton. No. <laughs> no. No. Anyway, no. next. Um, my next laugh was when they were going round the table. With the servants. The servants. And Jack Douglas was saying, I don't know wh- why we put up with Starkers. He doesn't do anything. And one of the young girls goes, oh, I wouldn't say that. And he doesn't, and this, that, and this. And then the funniest bit was when he said something and then Joan went oh I wouldn't I was stuffing yes oh I wouldn't say that <laughs> as if he, she was doing her as well so that yes. was quite funny did you notice that Starker's uniform didn't fit even vaguely that was just part of the fun I think that's because he's always taking it off because he was always having sex with people oh I didn't think that through I just thought it looked comical oh, like okay. a clown's outfit um and then I think the best scene that Joan did was talking was the plotting scene mm-hmm. when she says, "Don't worry, little Dicky." 
Oh, I, I, something. Yes, I, I, the master of confusion. But she just the way she portrayed that whole scene was brilliant. Yes, I thought. I, first of all, I thought, oh, Joan, you're really poor in this. Can you're just basically it's so obvious what you're doing, obvious choices. But then in that scene in particular, and then at the end when she was marching them all round, because she was moving them all yeah. to Douglas, she was suddenly really good. So yes, I, I, I from thinking, oh, a poor performance from Joan suddenly became this is a yeah. great performance from Joan. And then, and then I just made a note about drunk walking mm-hmm. that we've spoken about. So those are the only ones I noted. Did you mm-hmm. note any further? No, laughs? that was all the laughs. I, I do think that we need to give mention to the very last joke, which is possibly the rudest joke we've had in Carry On so far. Did they say toilet? No, no. Which was um, when everybody else was under the influence of the sleeping draft. Uh, the Baroness von Titzenhausen had not drunk any of the sleeping draft. So she came out of her room as Starkers, who had also not drunk any, went past. Where are you going? I'm going to fix the damp patch in Mrs. B's room. To which the Baroness von Titzenhausen says, I've got a damp patch too, and pulled him into her bedroom. But surely that's just a repeat of the joke we had around the servants' table when Mrs. Oh, when Joan said, I've got a damp patch you need fixing. Yes, but Don't bother doing it now. Come after night time. Oh! It was her damp patch first. Oh, I thought that was I thought that was innuendo. I thought that was a damp patch. No, I think she was saying. I am moist in the yes. <laughs> in the personal area. In the nether regions. Oh, so, oh dear me! Is it worse from you Joan get a lot? You get, it's funny you get a lot more on television than than they do in the films. It seems at this point. Yeah, suggesting that women have damp patches. Well, yeah, it's a bit on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been doing? Anyway. Other things that I enjoyed, uh-huh. I think I think actually the standout thing in this episode was Jack Douglas's excellent and well mean and well maintained accent. What was it? It was Scottish. Oh, I did. But it was very well done. It was quite subtle. Okay. It was very Gordon Jackson in Upstairs Downstairs. Well, is that what uh, it was trying to be? Yes, because right. Gordon Jackson was the um, was See, the, was when the you butler don't know the I know, I know, I know. But, but can, obviously that was huge, as you'll probably be aware. Yeah, it still doesn't mean like I know. Like Downton Abbey. Um, remember when the BBC brought back Upstairs Downstairs at the same time as ITV started Downton Abbey? And even it though last I know, even though it was actually, I think, better than Downton Abbey, yeah. it, it didn't didn't catch up. I like the girly in that. In... In the New York City. In the New York City, what, the lady of the house, um, Keely Hawes. Mm. Mm-hmm. But I don't like that. I, I personally, although I know she gets a lot of, um, you know, positive notices, I don't really like Claire Foy, who was the sister. Remember the sister who was going off with the Nazis? Oh, yeah. In the upstairs, downstairs. Anyway, moving back. Uh, there was one member of the cast who actually I thought was pretty poor in this, was Barbara Windsor. Well, I thought she, it was very Barbara by the numbers. But she only does Babs. I don't know. Well, I don't know. She, she was better in the earlier appearances. That she like in spying and doctor and yeah. even camping. She was, but then she's now just the giggling Cockney. Fluzy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting reversal from the Peter Flimsy stories of 
Kenneth Connor is the butler, Jack Douglas is the master, yeah. and now Jack Douglas is the butler and Kenneth Connor is yeah, the no. master. Um, do we have anything to say about any of the rest of the cast? Shelley Houston, Andrew Ray, Carol Hawkins, or Vivian Johnson? In that order? Well, uh, Vivian Johnson, I didn't even notice that much. I thought the others were pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's all I have to say well, about that. Well, that means it must be time for... Schedules. TV scheduling. What's happening in Poldark? What's happening in Poldark? Anybody well, this is when Ross helps an important friend. Okay. Um, and the explorers this time is Francis Pizarro, well known for his explanation of what region of the earth, Fiona? I have no idea. Neither did I until I looked at this. It's Peru, apparently. Yeah, so that was that was what you that was your choice of viewing. Would you have watched this? No, you, I think you would have watched that, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, and the explorers. And apparently it. he was quite sexy in the original Poldark, according to your mum. We've already mentioned the marriage that last time. Okay. But yes, you can reinforce that my mum fancied the original Poldark. Everybody, I bet your mum fancied the original Poldark I'll ask as well. Her. We'll find out, won't we? When we go to St Albans. When we go to St Albans, searching for rare minerals and ores. <laughs> <laughs> now that I know there's plenty of them, rare minerals and ores, in St Albans. Uh, but before we can do any of that, we must endure at least one more for this session. Must we? Episode. Well, no, we can stop the podcast. We can finish the podcast in the middle of this episode if you tell me that you're not going to carry on. No, no, I can't do that. Right. But I have to do another one tonight. Yep, afraid so. Alright, speak to you guys soon. Woo! (laughs) And we're back! Having watched... uh, Long nights, short days. Or short nights, long days. Short nights, long days. Short nights, long days. Well, certainly the title is something we can talk about. Because it seemed to be pretty much entirely laugh-free. I mean, to be honest, it was it was another one of these Knights of the Round Table tales that we've seen before. Mm-hmm. And it was quite pleasant to watch. Mm-hmm. Nothing cringeworthy. There was a story there. Mm-hmm. We had Kenneth Connor, we had Jack Douglas, we had Joe Sims. We did didn't have Babs. We did have uh, Peter Buffworth. We also had Bernard Breslau. Yes. Um, so that was good. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it, but I've only written down. Oh, that's one more than I spotted. Well, it was a very brief one at the beginning when Sergei, which we'll come back to, um, called King Arthur Kingy. (laughs) All right, okay. Um, And the other one, which I think we both laughed at and was blatantly brilliant improvisation by um, Peter Butterworth Butterworth as Merlin, when he says, oh, I'm going to have to get a new cage. My beard keeps catching on that one. (laughs) Um, so that's I, pretty much it. I think Butterworth really was trying because he did. He put in quite a lot of it. I thought they were, were all trying. Uh, you think it was half an effort, do you? Yeah, I think it just it just didn't go anywhere. You're right though; they were all trying. Kenneth Connor was giving his best Richard Burton as King Arthur. Yeah. 
Joan Sims had a twinkle in her eye as the Randy Guinevere. Yeah. Um, Jack Douglas was giving it as much as he could as Sergei. Yeah, now, I think that we're, we're now entering into it was a different time. Uh-huh. Which we haven't done so far today. Well, so has it not been a different time before I don't, now? I, there hasn't been anything too upsetting. Well, even a whole lot of molesting of uh, maids and who needs get in there yeah. in my lady's chamber. But it was attempted molesting, oh, which so is, okay, is not is acceptable, it? but it hasn't upset me in the same way because right. they're all, always one step ahead of them. But, yeah, I think the the, the overly gayness here. Oh, well, okay, it, wasn't, it wasn't gay panic. Really. I know, and it wasn't depicted as a bad thing. It was kind of just sort of matter of fact. In the, in the first King Arthur episode that we watched last time, mm. there was, you know, there is humour because this man is camp. But there actually really wasn't this time. It was just kind of like he is... What he is. Yeah. He is his own special creation. <laughs> yeah. I think, I, I, I think that the, the honest answer to this is that there's very little to say about this episode because, as you said, it, it wasn't awful, but it wasn't any good. I've got one thing to say about this episode. Oh, okay. We're one step closer to these things ending. <laughs> we are one step closer to these things ending. Uh, was there anyone else that was in it we need to talk about? Uh, Norman Chappell was back to being his normal not very good with his two lines as a knight. And, uh, well, interestingly, this is, uh, the picture I have here is uh, of Mabel, who was uh, Merlin's, bit Merlin's, Merlin's bird, um, who is Susan Skipper. Uh, she called him something strange. It wasn't like Merlin, it was something else she called him. But anyway, uh, but... Uh, the um, trumpeter. Did you recognise him at all? You we hardly him saw now. him. Yeah, but he has been a contestant on Strictly Come Dancing. Oh, who is he? Because he was later. He's Brian Capron, who was later the uh, serial killer um, in Coronation Street, whose name escapes me at the moment. Richard Hillman. Yeah. Mary Gale. Yeah. Uh, and then he was subsequently on Strictly Come Dancing for approximately. You'd have to show me a picture, and I still probably wouldn't. You still probably wouldn't recognise him. Fair enough. So uh, that was that. Um, yes. Well, what would I be watching instead of this? You would have been watching Poldark. Yeah. Um, Verity is about to elope when she realises that Elizabeth needs her help, or the explorers Christopher Columbus. Oh. Yeah. Echo of what may be things to come. Christopher Columbus. You're eh? denying all knowledge of a carry-on Columbus. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm neither denying nor confirming. Yes, I'm just saying it's better to keep it as a wee surprise. But, you know, next week could be back to the films. It's not back to the films next week. <laughs> but I, I, I think I can promise you that next week... It makes week, you appreciate the films a little more. Yes, well, okay, well, why doesn't, why doesn't it work on TV? Or is it just that it's poor? I think it's just the writers... Are poor. They're different. Well, they're just different. Mm, yeah, that's true. Because everybody's giving it their all, aren't they? As we've said. I think so. I think, I mean, they are done on the cheap. There's obviously all that take will do element of it. Mm. Um, whereas I think they do perhaps want it perfect on the films. There was location filming in this one and mm. special effects. Yeah. But still. Mm-hmm. So... If you've enjoyed this podcast, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the podcast more than we enjoyed the film. Yeah, yeah. sorry if it's if we are as bad as the films. We're bringing the, it down. Do you think? Are. Well, it's hard to get up any enthusiasm. As you say, it's not even as if you could drip it to shreds and say this is awful. When mm. in fact it was a competently made, it's mediocre, 
reasonably acted, etc. Um, just didn't float any boats. But if you want to get in contact with us, please do so. If you love Carry On Laughing and can't believe that we are uh, dissing it and you want to make a defence for it, uh, our email address is carryonpodcast at gmail.com or you can contact us at carryonpodcast on Twitter. Uh, but all that remains is for me to ask Fiona, do we carry on? Yeah, of course we do. All right then. Join us again the next time we carry on up the misses. Bye-bye. Bye. Carry on. Regardless.